ma'am, I'm here. We'll open us up in prayer. Yes, ma'am. If y'all could humbly bow your heads, please. Our Father, we come before you knowing that this is the season to celebrate Jesus the Christ. It's all about him in this season. And we learn from the Bible, um, Matthew second chapter, 7 through 15, how the Magi were traveling from long distance, I think it was Persia, which is now Iran, to Bethlehem, Judea, to see the Christ child. And uh, the reason I say child is because from the time they heard about the birth of the child and the time they got there, Jesus was maybe one or two years old by the time he, they got there. But it's amazing that they, they understood and the gifts that they brought to share with Jesus were about um, priesthood, kingdom, divinity. Um, oh, just the suffering that he would go through later on in life. And it reminds us that, and the gum from the gum tree, that's what the frankincense were. And you know, that's used in perfume and everything, but they knew that the gifts that they brought were for royalty. And you think about that and you think about the season now and you think some people seek Jesus to worship and praise him. And as Herod, the king was really jealous of Jesus because he said, I'm the king of Jews. Why are they celebrating the king of Jews? So he wanted to kill him. So some people seek Jesus for all kinds of reasons. And we need to recognize that and, and, and just be humble and, and thankful that he became our savior by giving his life for us and the suffering that he had to um, go through in order for us to be saved. And today we thank the ladies of this platform for what they're doing to, to help us to understand ourselves and to understand how we should behave with others and how we should treat people. And again, when I, I think about that um, second Matthew lesson, I think about how do I feel about that? And well, it makes me feel that I need to help children that are suffering. I need to help women that are suffering. I need to feed the hungry. I need to feed the poor. I need to do things to help others. And that's what Jesus' love was all about. And we just thank you ladies for this platform that allows us to um, share and some of the things that we're going through and know that when God brings you to something, he will bring you through that with everything that he has to offer you. So, you know, just be aware of that. And he brought you guys to this, Cassandra and Karen, and he will take you through this. So you, you, things will happen, but don't worry about it. God has your back. It's a wonderful platform that you have. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the women on this call. I appreciate the women that can't be on this call. And Lord, let us not forget that COVID has taken the lives of some that are no longer or no longer have a voice, but we're their voice. We're going to be their voice and we're going to stand up for that. And I just thank God and I thank every one of you for not thinking it robbery to be on this call tonight. And just remember that there are people that are out there that are suffering and we have to pray for them and um, have God and Jesus guide them um, to know that it's going to be okay. And with the vaccine being out now, don't forget about it. Take it. Because I was listening to the chief scientist about um, the vaccine and she's um, Makia 
Corbett, Dr. Makia Corbett, she's a PhD. She was a leading scientist on the project. And she said, what's going to happen if you don't take those two vaccines? There's going to be a time where certain neighborhoods are going to be failing health-wise because of it. So let us not have the fear, even though we know a lot of disparity goes on in healthcare. But the fact that she was the lead scientist on this, I trust and I have faith that and, and my trust in God, I believe that the vaccine is something that we need to do. So don't forget to do that. And I love all of you and God loves you. And remember he's with you. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And just a segue for that very powerful prayer. Um, a segue to a centralized moment. The focus is you and our topic this week the reason for the season could not have been segues no, no more appropriate than what you have just given us. So thank you so much, Matisse, for that. So we're, You're welcome. We're going to pull up the slides. Um, Cassandra, Allison, somebody, can you pull up? Why one of you guys pull it out for me? Um, and last week when we when we did the, the talk with you guys, it was just so inspiring that um, we decided, we thought that this week's topic, the reason for the season was definitely a time for testimonies, a time for reflection. So we're going to allow each of you and anyone that wants to respond to any one of the slides as it comes up, or they have something that they want to say, and what you what you ref, your reflection is on the reason for the season. I actually told a graphic artist, "Tis the reason for the season," but he did the reason for the season, which means the same thing. So, "Tis the reason for the season." Centralized moment. The focus issue. Next slide. This one, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. And it's John third chapter, verses 16 through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Take us. What an awesome gift. Who but God would give up his only son just so that he can save a sinner like me. And when I heard about the topic, that's the first thing that came to mind, the gift. The gift of it all was his sacrifice so that the blood that he shed would cover me and would cover my family, would cover people that I love. So I, I truly, truly cling to this particular scripture, John 3, 16. Amen, amen. Anyone else? And the scripture also says, but uh, him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And I think that's one of the things that we're all looking for, eternal life with him. And, um, and so, you know, and so that's, um, um, that is just so powerful that you have to be one of his um, in order to receive eternal life. 
And um, we all talk about, uh, we hear about it, we talk about what eternal life is, to be with Christ um, in his kingdom where there will be no more sickness, no more sorrow. Um, and so, you know, so that, that just warms my heart to know that, um, that as one of his, that I will live eternally with him in his mansion of many rooms. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Okay. So can we go to the next slide? Okay, this one says, and I'm not going to read it, just, just, um, you know, just summer on that for a moment and just look at what this slide is talking about all the things that, that God is. And someone could reflect on that one. All the things he is. I meet yourself and speak, speak. No tape. Oh, this is Sister Dolores Jackson. Okay. It was comment to that one because when I see God and all of the wonderful names that are listed here, it brings to mind that he is my everything. He is my rock, my savior, my Messiah. Everything I need comes from the Lord. And right here, where Jesus is at the bottom, all of this comes in one big lump sum. And because of God, through all of this to his son, Jesus, the Christ, it warms my heart and it lets me know that Jesus, God, have my back and I will not fail because he is with me at all times. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Karen, this makes me think about the song, God is. God is my all protection. Y'all know it. But this just says it all. And he is our all in all. And I just love all of the names that you have up here. Because he is. God is. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I look at all of these attributes of God, and there are so many more. But if we just look at one of them, you know, every day, just pick an attribute of God and see how God is speaking to each one of us individually. He's the Alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. These attributes of God just make me feel so confident that no matter what I'm going through, God is always there with me with one of, one of these attributes. And like I said, there's so many more attributes that we can list of, of God. Amen, amen. Okay, next slide. Okay, Luke, second chapter, 11th verse. 
For unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the reason for the season. Comments? Uh, good evening, ladies. Uh, earlier today, uh, I had the uh, opportunity to talk about the meaning of Christmas during a worship service. And um, um, dealing with this particular scripture right here, um, I would just like to interject that at this time of year, we are actually supposed to be celebrating the birth of Christ, God's only son, that he gave to us as a ransom for our sin, knowing that mortal men were born into sin and that unless we had someone or something to help us atone for our sin, we would not be able to enjoy in the fact that Christmas is not, we seem to lose the fact that Christ was born for a reason, for the salvation of God's people. And that when we celebrate, we celebrate because we needed a ransom because God sent his son to ransom for us. He also sent him for, to show us a light out of our darkness. And he also came to give us a right to eternal life. So when we celebrate at Christmas time, these are the things that we should be celebrating for um, his sacrifice, his supreme sacrifice um, in the form of truth, love, hope, and to bring salvation to humanity. And that our, uh, we should be in the, we should be doing things like acts of kindness, giving gifts to the poor and the needy. We should be doing things that are we should be worshiping and we should be rejoicing in the promise of heaven instead of eating, drinking and be merry. We should put some of that aside and rejoice in God's salvation. Amen. You know, and, and we know that the older we get, the more we understand <laughs> the reason for the season. And, and just like Alberta is saying, um, because of all the things that we have to do, we have to make sure that we, um, you know, it's hard to try to instill that into the little ones because they're so accustomed to knowing that Christmas is about presents and about gifts. But I, I, I truly believe that this is the time right now that God wants us to not, 
you know, take away the gifts and the presents and stuff like that, but to instill in their minds and in their spirit, the real reason for the season. And yes, and uh, this is Martha. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I too uh, believe that uh, Jesus is the reason for the uh, season and in our church lesson today, we talked about Jesus being the center of our joy and don't take Christ out of Christmas. Uh, stay focused and keep him as the center of everything because he is the reason for the season. Yes, he is. And Karen, you said that our kids are, um, this is Deborah. Um, are already focused on the gifts and the things that they get during Christmas. And, you know, um, you know how sometimes you just wish that you could just go back and start all over again. You know, you ever think about that, go back and start all over again and raising your children and doing all those kinds of things and those things that you would do differently. And uh, as, as I meditate and think about that, I would, I, I, I think that I would be more geared toward bringing my children up, appreciating that Jesus is the reason for the season. I, I, I don't know if we emphasize that enough to our young people and to let them know to take the focus off of them and put it on others. What can I do for somebody else? in this season and, and not about what I want, you know, all the, and so, you know, as I think about how I raised my kids and, um, and, and my focus during this time of year, I really think that I would have thought differently had I been um, more nurtured in the development of Christ and I was more um, into God's word. And if I was brought up in that way as well, but, um, but I, you know, if I could, I would do it a little different, y'all. I just would. Yeah, because it's hard, you know, to do that now because, you know, and I know I said something uh, and, and my husband said something to me about, well, you had Christmas, so you can't take Christmas away from these children. And that's exactly what, what, what you're saying, Deborah, because, you know, if we, because of the way we were brought up and so used to having it that way, it's hard to teach the children to do that. But that's where we come in right now. We, we're going to have to start taking that focus away because I think this is what, you know, God is trying to tell us. And I see so many children now some families are teaching their children, it's not about you this Christmas. Give and, you know, take them out and let them see, you know, be able to give to others rather than just expect. And I know I had a young lady that came to an event a couple of weeks ago and we were trying to give her daughter a gift. And she said, please don't. She said, I'm trying to teach them that we are giving today. So all is going to depend on how they handle this on what they're gonna be able to receive. And I thought that was so beautiful. And this child was only like three or four years old. And she mm -hmm. was trying to mold that in her, the teacher, you know, it's not about you today. Yeah, I wanted to add to what Deborah was saying and in my mind, um, Deborah, there's some adults 
who don't appreciate what Christ has done. And I, 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 I like the way you said you would, and, and I would too, um, go back and try to teach my children more about Christ during this time of year, um, about the gift that he gave to us and what we are supposed to be the gift to others. And I, tru I truly believe that each one of us on this earth, you are an assignment for someone else. We, we are here to be a blessing, just like Christ was our assignment. He fulfilled our, uh, the assignment he had on his life. And, and we must do that too. And to teach people that he is the reason for the season. And to get adults, even adults I've run across, do not appreciate. That's right. Has done for mm -hmm. them. They take for granted when they mm -hmm. get up morning. They take for granted that they have their right mind. They take for granted that they can move and oh, they just a hey, thank you, Lord. They, you know they don't give him what we know he is due. So I, I, I like the way you brought that out about that appreciation part because yes. there's some adults that don't don't appreciate him. Um, I think Karen and I was talking a little bit earlier about when you live long enough, you're going to see some things. Yes, yes. See, the more you will appreciate how he's brought you through what you've been through or what he's mm -hmm. put you through or allowed you to go through. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's just it's just for a purpose. You know, and, and I, Karen, Karen, um, I say this is Cynthia Bouton Jolly. Okay, go ahead, Cynthia. Okay, okay. I, I just wanted to share um, an experience that happened today. Um, our court had planned, we adopted a family, a grandmother with four children, and we had um, planned and we got all the gifts and everything together and um, brought them to the church for the grandmother and the kids to pick up. And we were there waiting. I get a call. The grandmother is in the hospital. She had to go to the hospital today. She was admitted to the hospital today. And we were there and, you know, everybody was just heartbroken by the fact that she had to go to the hospital. But what was bothering us a little bit more is the fact of how she's struggling with these kids. But, um, the other, the other part of the story is, I, I need to say this first, is that um, our youth, we are making them very, very aware of community service and what it's all about. And it's like Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's any time that you can do a community service, this is what we're pushing our children to do. So all of the, we were all sad. So the son was supposed to come back to pick up the gifts. He came and then he left. And he came back, well, he left. So everybody just put everything in my car. Okay, you've got to get these gifts to these kids. And one of the elder sisters said, we were outside of the building. She said, we have to pray. And, you know, everybody was ready to go, but we stopped and we prayed. I mean, like we really prayed. And by us stopping, taking that time and praying, the son came back to get those gifts of those babies. And, you know, if we had gone on our way, 
you know, it would have been, I don't know, I would have had to get them to him, but it would have, it made, it felt better. It would feel better coming from him. And it made us happy because it was like a, it was like a relief that um, we we're doing what we we're supposed to do. But it was just that prayer. It was that prayer that we prayed so hard that made it happen like it should have because in five or 10 more minutes, we would have been gone and he would have been back there. So, you know, the season, it, it, it's the reason for the season, but um, we got to take, we are taking the commercialized part out of it and focusing more on, on what's real and, and making our children understand at an early age by keeping them in the community service arena. And I just needed to share that because I think all of our hearts was melting today because we were just so into doing the right thing. It wasn't about just us or the the part of giving, but we knew that we were helping a needy family with food and gifts. And um, God worked it out. Only God. May I ask you ladies a question? Go ahead. Have you all noticed that Christmas starts in October? I didn't hear you. Have you all noticed that Christmas starts in October? Yeah, that's what there's no there's no Halloween. And there's no Thanksgiving. They forget there's no about Thanksgiving. There's no Thanksgiving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Christmas. They take it down and stop putting up the Christmas decorations. That's right. So have we become a commercialized society that has no interest really in what the reason is for the season? Or are we trying to um, make it seem like we are celebrating? what the reason is for the season. Because I'm an older woman, probably older than any of you. And um, I grew up during the time when if you managed to get some candy and some fruit and nuts in your little bag under the tree, you were happy. Now you find parents who say to you, I don't want my children to grow up like I grew up. So I need to buy all of these things to make sure that my children are happy. Really? (laughs) Have the parents lost the reason for the season? Or did we ever think about it? because we are so busy commercializing everything. Karen? Yes, yes. Um, and it there goes my phone ringing too. Um, I think that we have control of our homes, uh, even though those things commercialization is happening around us, we as the adults still have control of our home and our children. And we have Can't to- hear you. And you have to teach them and, and let can't them hear them. you, Matisse. Okay. Can't hear her. Okay, go ahead. We couldn't hear you. Okay. Um, 
I don't know why people call me. <laughs> they don't know I'm on Zoom. But um, anyway, what I was saying is that parents forget that they have control of their homes. And even though the, the society is doing things early and doing the Halloween and right after Halloween doing the Christmas, you still have a responsibility to teach your children that that's not the way we're going to do it in this house. Because this is what we're respecting and this is what we honor and this is how we're going to do it. And I find that a lot of these parents are letting these children dictate what happens in the house. <laughs> like I want an iPad. I want um I want PlayStation 5. I want I want this. I want that. You you know, you you're the parent. You're the one with the money. You're the one that don't have the money. So you're the one that need to teach your children that and what I think should happen someone said it already. Children need to be out there volunteering, helping others to know that there are people out there that is that are not as fortunate as they are. And to see the inequality sometimes that's happening around us. Because you'd be surprised at the kids that think everything is la da and it's not. And they need to see the other side of it, where people are really struggling and really suffering. And take some of those gifts and clothes and all that stuff they have and in the house them. and share it with other people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, it's up to the parents to do that. Though. And I'm with Deborah. If I had the chance to do it all over again with my child, it would be different. Mm -hmm. And, and I think some of the families have lost the family values, too. Yes, yes, yes. And someone said they're older than everybody on this call. I'm 74. And I remember the fruit and the candy and the <laughs> union number five. You remember that? And the plaid shirt and the jeans. And if you got that, you were happy as you can be. Mm -hmm. but, but not these kids nowadays because the parents let them dictate amen go ahead lisa lisa you wanted to say something earlier lisa no, i was just agreeing with what had been said and i just think that when you talk about jesus is the reason for the season that as you get older um, I know for me, it is a greater appreciation, you know, some of the aches that you didn't have, you have now, you know, and so as Christmas rolls around, you know, and it, it isn't about the gifts, you definitely are more thankful that you're you're waking up, you don't have that backache that you had yesterday, and, you know, and you're just thankful, you know, as you're looking around, but especially when you look at this year alone, even yesterday, you know, someone that you may have seen yesterday, they're not here today, you yeah. know, because some people are here today and gone today, so yeah. this year really does put a lot more things in perspective when we talk about Jesus being the reason for the season, because I, in my opinion, you know, we really have even more reason to thank Jesus and to thank God for keeping us in, in this present moment, just because of what we're dealing with at this present time, you know, and, and that's something we've been talking with kids about my nieces and nephews because COVID has, you know, been directly in my family. Um, my niece, mm -hmm. her son, her sister, all of them are just getting over with COVID. They're just starting to get their taste buds back. Her son is in the fourth grade, you know, so he's dealt with it, you know, and so of course he has a greater appreciation of being thankful, like, gosh, I can start to taste food again you know, as a nine-year-old and, you know, and again, just being more aware of things that he had not been aware of before. So you, again, thanking Jesus, 
thanking God, hey, I'm still here, whereby there are so many others who's not. So when you say Jesus is the reason for the season, it really does take on a whole other meaning Amen. this time. Amen. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay. Okay, so this one is Romans 15, chapter 13, verse. God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Any other testimonies? What do they call it? <laughs> okay, well, it's getting closer so I can see it. Well, I am not a December birthday person like somebody on the call, but uh, <laughs> as I near December 25th, especially this year, 2020, I was thinking of all the stuff that I would have been out trying to find, gather up for the day of Christmas. Mm -hmm. last weekend my son came to town that's why I wasn't on a call and that was the biggest best joy that I could have he's healthy he's alive everybody in my family's doing fine um and I'm just thankful that that you know everything's going well um he had to run back to Maryland before the snowstorm and couldn't stay here you know much longer he was just here for a day and a half but that just gave me all the joy that I needed for this, this Christmas season. Um, and so I, I continue to pray and, and <laughs> ask him to raise his child in, in, uh, in the church. And uh, hopefully he'll, he'll follow what I, I have uh, instilled on him in him. My favorite song was His Eyes on the Sparrow. And so I'm keeping, I'm, I'm keeping that and hoping that um, it will guide him throughout his life. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay, so Cassandra, I think we could go through a couple of these slides because it's pretty much it's going down. Matthews. Okay, so this one is a little cumbersome. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little cumbersome and it's talking about the mistletoe um i'm not gonna even get into that skip that one you got some stuff here karen okay go ahead who said it was some stuff there it was me it was kind of comical. Comical. go ahead you can speak on that Oh, no. I mean, I just said you had some stuff on that slide. It was rather comical and interesting. <laughs> and, and, and talk to it. We were talking about the mistletoe, the pagan fertility ritual and everything. Uh, I just found it rather interesting. That's all. And um, and you have here the tree, the pagan fertility symbol. I'm not sure what that is. I can't tell what that is. And, and, and you know, and maybe... And when we think about the mistletoe and they talk mm -hmm. about when if you walk under the mistletoe, you have to kiss, kiss somebody. Kiss. Uh huh. 
I don't know, maybe the pagan fertility ritual that a kiss leads to something else, but no, we ain't gonna get into that right now. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure with that oh, one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to turn. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, you can go ahead. We're moving. Okay. <laughs> Next slide. Who's that talking in the background? I think you can go on down because pretty much just go, you know, look at the slides real quick. Um, and I think when we get down, because they're pretty much repetitious to what was already. Okay, so go back a minute. Let's see what this one says. That one says, you asked why I followed this Jesus, why I love him the way I do. When the worlds turn away from his teachings and the people who serve him are few, it's not the rewards I'm after or gifts that I hope to receive. It's the presence that calls for commitment. It's the spirit I trust and believe. The Lord doesn't shelter his faithful or spare them all suffering and pain. Like everyone else, I have burdens and walk through my share of rain. Yet he gives me a plan and a purpose and that joy only Christians have known. I never know what comes tomorrow, but I do know I'm never alone. It's the love always there when you need it. It's the words that redeem and inspire. It's the longing to ever be with him that burns in my heart like a fire. So you ask why I love my Lord Jesus. Well, friend, that's so easy to see. The one thing that fills me with wonder is why Jesus loves someone like me. Jesus is the reason for the season. Okay. All right. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. I might have the TV on or something. Anyone for that one before? Okay. Go back. Isaiah 7, 14. All right, next slide. Jesus isn't just the reason <laughs> for the season. He's the reason for every day of our life. Next slide. And this one says, sin is the reason for the season. Ooh. <laughs> Any takers? Not understanding why sin is the reason. Without sin, Christ wouldn't have to come. Right. We all have sin. sin. We are all born into sin. Right. Therefore, if he had not come, we would not have a right to the tree of life. Tree of life. Right. Amen. 
All right. Next slide. Look at this one. Tis the season, tis the reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we touched on that one. Okay, and I think we're gonna get down to this slide. Okay. Can look at this one, a reason, a season, and a lifetime. Mm -hmm. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which it is, you will know exactly what to do. When someone is in your life for a reason, and we could relate this to God. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We relate it to Jesus, you know, and people that come into our life that are Christ-like and follow the ways of Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's usually to meet a need you have expressed outwardly or inwardly. They have come to assist you through a difficulty, to provide you with guidance and support, to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Mm -hmm. Like a godsend, and they are. They are there for the reason you need them to be. And, you know, I come across people sometimes, and I say to them, and I said, you don't know, you are a godsend. And really, yes. you know, thinking about, you know, where they came from, uh, how they happened to be in my life. But it's so true that then, then it says, then without any wrongdoing on your part or at an inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to an end. Sometimes mm -hmm. they die. Sometimes mm -hmm. they walk away. Yeah. Sometimes they act up or out and force you to take a stand we must realize is that our need has been met, our desire fulfilled, mm -hmm. their work is done. The prayer you sent up has been answered and it is now time to move on. Absolutely. When someone is in your life for a season, it is because your turn has come to share, grow, mm -hmm. or learn. They may bring an experience of peace or make you laugh. Yes. They may teach you something you have never done. They usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it. It is real, but only for a season. Mm -hmm. And like spring turns to summer and summer to fall, the season eventually ends. Yes. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons. Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons. Those things you must build upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson. Not the person or people involved and put what you have learned to use in all other relationships. Mm 
and areas of your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. Thank you for being a part of my life. Amen. To each of you, a reason, a season, and a lifetime. Yes. Next slide. We're going to go through this. Um, I wanted to get down to one of the last slides almost on this. Um, go on down, Cassandra. Right here. Go back. Go back. Go back. Okay. Y'all, look at this picture, you guys. Jesus is the reason for the season. And this morning we were talking about the star, Jesus being a star. And something came up in our church school lesson and was talking about the star. Um, I might have to tell Deborah to talk about what that was. The Christmas star. The Christmas star. Okay. We'll be you you will be able to see it on tomorrow, the 21st. And it only happens every 400 years. And, um, so the Christmas star um, should be able to, to see that. I don't have all of my other notes sitting here in front of me. I have it on the next slide. But <laughs> I wanted to explain this. I put these pictures on here because after we talked about that this morning, I remembered a couple of weeks ago, I was standing in front of my sister's Deborah house. And we looked up in the sky and we could see two stars and it looked like a semicircle of the moon. And it was a beautiful sight. But, and I tried to take a picture of it. And this is what I got. And, and, we and it looks nothing like what we saw. Yeah, we kept trying to figure out why we can't get this picture. And I kept backing up, trying to get further away from it. And I'm trying to focus my camera to, to take the picture. And when you looked up at it directly in the sky, it looked nothing like what appeared on the picture. And what I um, came to realize today when Deborah talked about the Christmas star, and it said that you can only, you will be able to see it closer then you, you know, at, as the time came to the 21st of December and you won't ever be able to see this in every 400 years. Go to the next slide, um, Cassandra. So I, I saw the same, me and Karen's talking about it, and I saw the same thing around the same time. Right. And I took my pictures and your, I couldn't even see it, but yeah, yeah. I, and, I have pictures too. And this is what I Googled, and it says that the rare Christmas star to be visible for the first time in 800 years on December 21st. And it mm. says that Jupiter, Saturn aligned perfectly to create a rare star on winter solstice. And that, that, just, that just threw me. <laughs> I was just so amazed and so profound that it was just so profound that 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 star, those stars that we saw on that night and to think that we were actually seeing that Christmas star moving closer, coming closer to us, coming closer to us, coming closer to us. 
And it's my prayer that on tomorrow night, I will be able to look up and see that closer Wow! and be able to take a picture of it <laughs> that will reflect the way we yeah. saw it. From mm -hmm. the I, I, I don't know. So now, now what, what time of evening is this supposed to happen? It, it didn't say, I, I don't have any time as yeah. to when it's supposed to happen. I only had the date. Okay. Um, yes. I think it's night. Once, once you're able to see the stars in the sky. Yes. Um, you know, Cassandra she has a um, telescope, but you might oh. still need it. But yeah, but it, it is it's amazing. I was about mm. to tell Kieran that she probably still won't get a picture of it the way that it actually is, because mm -hmm. it's still going to be so very far away that you probably need special lenses in order to take an actual picture of it. Mm. Um, but, um, but you know, you were talking about uh, church school this morning and the question said, when you look up into the sky, what do you see? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, you know, and uh, so when you look up into the skies, what do you see? You know, um, interesting question. Do you even take time to look up into the sky <laughs> and see what's going on there? Do you even do that? Uh, we know that it depends on where you are as to how many stars you see in the sky at night. Right. If you if you live in a well-populated area, you probably see very little stars. So I think that, you know, that night when we stood outside of my house, um, it was that moon and then there were two stars. And it was as if the stars began to multiply in the sky. And it, it just said to me, Deborah, you need to look up more. Mm. <laughs> you know, it mm. took me that I need to look up more. Yes. Because, um, because look at all of what you're missing. Uh, it's right there before your eyes and God's placed it there. Look at what you're missing just by not looking up at night. So um, yeah, interesting. Yeah says he speaks to us speaks to us through, through the, the stars in the sky so if we just continue to look up and and you know and, and I also let us know Karen that we we will see signs and wonders yes mm -hmm. and I think we forget that you know we we forget that he he's going to allow us to see the signs and the wonders and I think it was you and I were, that were talking earlier about if we just take the time to listen, we will see God is speaking through us or yes. constantly through the elements. Um, you you can you can feel a shift in the air sometimes. Mm. You know, if if we stop and take the time, his presence, he lets us know that he is around us and he's gonna show us who he is and that he is. God and and I'm I'm just so amazed that I am living in a time and a season that I'm gonna live to see this. If the Lord say so, tomorrow night I will live to see something that no one else has seen in over 800 years. Wow, what a, what a way to look at how God is is moving right now in our atmosphere and in my mind. Yes, as you yes. Was talking about it, it's like God was saying. Um, they saw me aligning the stars. They saw me putting things in perspective. Mm -hmm. And I said, he wants us to 
look up. You know, we 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 we're looking down so much. Yes, so yes. Look up, because that's look where up. our blessings are. That's where our healing is. That's where our deliverance is going to come from. It's not going to come from down. It's going to come from up. We got mm-hmm. to look up to see that. Amen. Amen. And you know, and and, and I even said too. You know, sometimes. I don't look up a lot at night, but I, I look up sometimes when I'm walking and you guys know I walk all the time and I'm walking through the wilderness. And if you just take the time to look up sometimes, um, you see things in the sky and nobody's going to not tell me I'm walking one day in the form of the, the, the clouds look like the face of Jesus to me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm walking and, and he's speaking to me and I'm looking up and I and I see his face in the clouds, in the sky, in the day. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is just amazing that, you know, God speaks to us in all kinds of ways and he is, um, just truly, truly have been so amazing in my life, you know, these past you know, just added, you know, the older I get, then the more amazed I am at God. And it just, that's my soul. Oh, yes. Loris Jackson, you know, I'm um, listening to you and Deborah, but I was on the church school call this morning too. And for some reason this afternoon, I thought about the question she asked and I just looked up at the sky and it was so refreshing and so much peace. And like you're saying, you just feel the presence of the Lord with you because it was quiet out there. No one was talking. And it just was a, a wonderful feeling, you know, such, such peace and comfort by just looking up, nothing else, but just looking up at the sky. So I, I, yeah, it was a good feelings today. And I remember and at the church school lesson and I just decided, let me look up and just see what's <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you so much, you guys. This has been awesome. Um, yes. You guys know it's nine o'clock and I, I try not to um, infringe on people's time, but I mean, these last few weeks and these topics have just been so amazing. And I just thank God for each and every one of you. Um, thank you. Remember the reason for the season. Yes. Happy, Merry, I don't say happy, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you. Bring God's strength and pray that he will, you know, just strengthen you and keep each and every one of you until we meet again. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yes. So we're going to call on. Are you in front of your computer? You may not be. Okay. Okay, um, Venetia, let's salute. Close us out, please. 
I will. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let us pray. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. All right. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, infinite in wisdom, we thank you for allowing us to gather on this Sunday, the Sunday before the day that you were born as the Savior to save us. We thank you for our leaders and for their fortitude and imparting knowledge to enlighten us. Father God, we pray for those that are less fortunate. We want you to pray, Lord, and we, we, we are praying, Lord, that you touch our commander in chief. We may not agree with him, but he holds a lot of power and he's an influ is an influencer over many people. And we pray, Father God, that they have a change of heart. Dear God, for those that are traveling, we give them traveling mercies. For those that are home, we hope that they are safe. For those that are without food, we hope that they're nourished. We hope, God, that there be world peace. We pray for the incoming administration, God. There's so much turmoil in the world. I can speak of that, Father God, because I'm up here in the District of Columbia, and you know what we're going through. There's a lot that people don't see that we see. And dear God, we hope that everything that transpired today was pleasing in your sight. Now, God, Father God, we ask that when we depart from this gathering today, that you not depart from our hearts. We love you, dear Jesus. And let everyone say amen and thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love you. Merry Christmas. Good night. Good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Love you. Oh, thank you, sis.
Karen and Cassandra for the powerful lessons that y'all have all 